I always compared myself to my past self and I was just talking about this in therapy. I feel like my past self was stronger. I feel like my past self was able to deal with more. But that past version was so quote unquote strong because I was so numb to everything, like because I didn't register my emotions, because I let things slide, because I was a people pleaser, or I just didn't give a fuck. And I didn't have like a, a place in between those two things, right? And I was just so focused on the end goal, that I wasn't as present as I could have been. I didn't value the relationships in my life as much as I could have. I was so much in a rush to get to the end goal and I still feel the shadows of the rush coming up in my life these days. Those feelings and those mindsets no longer sit well with me, but because they're still there, because I've grown up with them, because they're so ingrained, it just feels like these two sides of me are constantly battling. Welcome to Is It Worth It? The Self-Worth Podcast. My name is Roshni. I'm the founder of Self-Worth Coaching and the CEO of Beatty Grew Up, a content creation and coaching platform. This podcast and my work are dedicated to helping you become your most empowered self and to remind you to detach your self-worth from your external life experience. This is powerful work and I am so grateful that you are joining me for another episode. To learn more, make sure that you head to the show notes below. And without further ado, let's hop into this incredible episode. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast episode. This one is going to be a solo episode and I actually have a pretty big announcement that I'm going to be sharing with you later on in the episode. But I wanted to talk a little bit about decisions and self-respect and self-care and how all of that can just change and evolve so much as we grow in our own lives. The first thing that I want to say is this season of healing in my life has been so radically different than any form of healing in my past. And I've gotten to this place where I can focus on my intuition and my intuitive needs more and more. But also, healing in this season of my life just looks different than it ever has before. And a big part of that is just trusting my intuition, but also the feeling that I get while I'm trusting my intuition is that I have absolutely no clarity, that I'm just stuck in a lot of places in my life and I have no idea what to do that's next and it feels like all the ways that I'm spending my time are contradictory to what I actually want, right? But even though I want to take my business full time and I want to experience success in a lot of different areas of my life, I still have to spend most of my time at a job. I still have to take a lot of time for rest and self-care because the job that I'm doing is very draining and I can't just work 24-7 because then I'm not putting my best self forward for my clients. You know, this isn't the kind of work where I'm just like packing boxes and sending things out to be shipped or, you know, I don't have a lot of like mindless work or busy work that I have to get done in my business there is the accounting thing, but I also have to pay a lot of attention to that kind of busy work and everything else I have to be very, very present for, right? I can't be like 
on autopilot during a coaching session. And I refuse to be right because like you deserve my undivided attention when we're in a coaching session or in a reading. And in order for me to give you that attention, I have to be feeling good physically and mentally. And so the reason I say all of this is that before my healing always looked like, you know, saying a lot of affirmations and doing a lot of meditating and finding time for morning pages or a lot of journaling. And I've been sprinkling those things throughout my healing practice even now. But the biggest thing that's different is that I feel like these lessons are finally integrating myself themselves in my body. And what I mean by that is before, you know, I would be very conscious and very in my mind about things. Even if I was focusing on limiting beliefs and focusing on my mindset, I would be thinking through like, how does this mindset serve me? What serves me and what doesn't serve me? What is making me grow and making me feel useful and hopeful and, you know, making me love myself? And what are the thoughts and voices in my head that are doing the exact opposite? And where do those come from? And a lot of you are familiar with that kind of work, or if you've taken any of my workshops or enrolled in Not Your Betty, we've gone through a lot of those questions. And a lot of that is very heady. And it's extremely important work. Like I'm not saying that that doesn't have a role in your journey, because that should be a huge part of everyone's healing journey. But and before it was like my entire healing journey, right? Because I had so much messiness to clean up in terms of my mindset and my past and what I've been taught. And I'm still focusing on cleaning that up. But now I've kind of reframed and like naturally my healing journey has changed and evolved. I just looked up the, at the clock and it's 444, which is also beautiful. But um, naturally my healing journey has changed so much that now I'm focused more on that being a part of the tool set that I have in my healing journey, but it's not all of it. And as you know, I've been talking a lot more about embodiment in my work. And over the last, you know, six months, if not longer, I've been putting a lot more embodiment work into my coaching sessions, into my workshops. And I even recently led a guest workshop for my in my friend's group coaching course. And it was all about how your childhood attachments inform the way that your manifestations play out later in life. So if you're struggling with manifestations, if you're struggling with not getting to your goals in the way that you want it to be, a lot of that can be reflected in your journey of the attachments you had in your childhood. And it's really a reflection. And with everyone, you know, answering certain journal prompts and looking at things, people found so many exact parallels between the patterns of their love from their caretakers and from their parents and childhood and how that affects their manifestations and their relationships to their goals in adulthood. And a big portion of that workshop that I led was based in embody work, embodiment work because mentally focusing on all those things sometimes isn't enough. And if you're familiar with that book, The Body Keeps the Score, there's that book and there's so many other studies and literature about how your body holds on to trauma and how your body holds on to emotions that maybe you aren't even aware of, right? But like, again, your body keeps the score. Your body knows what's happened to you and holds all of that information. And so that's kind of a long way to say that through all of the embodiment work that I've done, 
I've now gotten to a place where I don't need to bring my journal everywhere or sit with my journal every single day in order to know that lessons are being integrated, right? I've found that more is happening for me through my day-to-day life. And I've been having challenges come up and I've been having, you know, exciting new changes come up or opportunities. And in order for me to make the most out of it, I have to be able to rise to the occasion and stay present. But I also have to say, like, I have not made the most out of every opportunity that's come my way lately. And a lot of that does come from just being burned out and being in a place where there's so much going in my life, there's so much going on emotionally, there's so much going on at work and in my business and with my friends and in my friend's life and my partner's life. And I just need more time to be present in all of those things. But by allowing myself to do that, that's actually been where my healing and my growth lies lately. And thinking about it and talking about it now makes me also realize that So much of my shadows before was based in me being numb to my life. And now it's almost like I'm so unnumb that I'm sensitive to things even more than I used to be. And before, you know, I always compared myself to my past self. And I was just talking about this in therapy. I feel like my past self was stronger. I feel like my past self was able to deal with more. But now saying this and speaking out loud through all of this has made me realize that that past version was so quote unquote strong because I was so numb to everything, like because I didn't register my emotions, because I let things slide, because I was a people pleaser or I just didn't give a fuck and I didn't have like a a place in between those two things, right? And I was just so focused on the end goal that I wasn't as present as I could have been. I didn't value the relationships in my life as much as I could have. I was so much in a rush to get to the end goal and I still feel the shadows of the rush coming up in my life these days. And that's been a huge push for me to be be successful in my business or to grow in certain ways has been this rush that I'm feeling Like, I need to do this and I need to do it now and I need to prove myself almost, right? And those feelings and those mindsets no longer sit well with me, but because they're still there, because I've grown up with them, because they're so ingrained, it just feels like these two sides of me are constantly battling, right? And more and more I'm integrating these lessons, more and more I'm listening to my true intuition and I'm able to separate the beliefs that come from my family versus the beliefs that I've created for myself. But this is what people say by healing or this is what people mean when they say healing isn't linear. You know what I mean? Our ability to heal does go back and forth and we encounter certain mindsets or certain issues over and over again but every time you unpack a deeper layer of it right you get to the core and you heal more and more and our lives happen in these cycles so it's okay when you find yourself feeling like oh I've already grown past this I've evolved past this you actually have you're revisiting it for a reason though right there's something more there or you're realizing that maybe these thoughts and these burdens aren't your own but they're still 
they still have room. They're still living in a part of you. And that's okay, right? You can just find out more about where that voice is coming from or whose voice it's replicating. And the more that you are able to separate yourself from the beliefs that aren't your own, the more that you truly can come into your authentic self and create this part of you that is real and that is genuine and that aligns with their like their actions align with their mindsets and their beliefs, right? And that actually takes a lot more work than we often recognize. I just made an Instagram post as well about how South Asian women and Black sheep of the family often both struggle with finding joy. And it was hard for me to even say it, but it's so true especially in my life and in my experience as both a black sheep and someone who was socialized as a South Asian woman. And even being non-binary, right? That adds a whole other layer to it as well. But all of these sides of me and all of these parts of me embrace joy and know that joy is a positive thing. But I also feel really guilty when I'm not doing something productive, or I feel guilty when I'm enjoying myself too much, or when things are too easy, I start to feel like, oh, is this right? Is this normal? Like, am I doing something wrong? And that's why giving myself back some of my time and integrating a lot of the lessons in my life through being present in all the situations that are coming up has been so difficult for me because A, I'm used to life always being difficult and it's familiar to me to numb myself from those difficulties even though I'm constantly chasing them as well. And now that I've made my life easier and it's not like it's perfect, but I am not struggling as much as I used to. And that's a beautiful thing and I've worked so hard to get to this place, but now I feel like even that is wrong. Like I feel like, well, where's the struggle, right? And then I notice that I have more friction between myself because I'm used to having some sort of struggle that then I start creating it for myself because it's not like I'm having drama with my friends or drama with my partner or, you know, even though work isn't perfect, I'm still doing great at work and I don't have like a boss that hates me or a coworker that I hate or any of that. And those experiences used to color so much of my life And because I don't have them now, part of me has been trying to find difficulty in my day-to-day experience. And that battle, that internal struggle has been dragging me down so much because I've built this life that should be easy and should be beautiful and should be comfortable. And while it is those things, I'm finding it hard to allow myself to just enjoy them. And through being raised as a South Asian woman, you know, you're not allowed to do things just for the fun of it. You're not allowed to explore and fail and start over. And when you're a black sheep, you're also dealing with all these expectations that are not your own that others have put on you. And then you have to like live up to them and prove yourself to them because otherwise they just see you as worthless or pointless or you know they just shame you for all the things that you're not and it's so hard to deal with that especially in your formative years like I talk about all the time so 
as adults, even if like as a kid, it's not like I was like, oh, yes, like I'm the worst person ever. Like I thought everything my parents were saying or certain people in my family was stupid and wasn't right. Like I knew I wasn't a failure because I was doing certain things or I knew my life would turn out okay if I got a 98 on this test instead of 100. But as an adult, I'm realizing that a lot of those thoughts are so much more integrated into how I feel about myself and what I'm allowing myself to think and to do. So as a kid, it's not like you have to even believe what your parents or what your family is saying about you. You can think that's stupid. You can know that you're better than them. You can, or better than what they're putting onto you. You can know that they don't have the ultimate say over your life. And yet it doesn't mean that it's not getting stored somewhere in your brain and in your body. And so by allowing a part of you to express those things, it brings it out into the open so that you can deal with it and reframe it and start shifting those things. And it's not easy. Like you chip at them um, slowly, but surely. And over a long period of time, you can finally start adjusting your life and adjusting your mindset and switching all these things around so that what is familiar to you is actually something that's positive and easy on your nervous system instead of something that just puts you in overdrive all the time. Yesterday was actually one of the days where I was really struggling with feeling like I was a failure and my life was stupid and I should be further along than I am and I'm comparing myself to people who are younger than me or I'm comparing myself to people who are married or who have kids who are my age or younger and it's like I don't want to be married. I don't want to have kids. Like I don't even want these things and I find myself comparing myself to people who have them. And obviously it has to do with the way that society looks at you when you have these things, right? Society starts to like leave you alone like, "Oh, okay, you have you have a marriage, you have a house, you have all these things, so you must be acceptable or so there's nothing to fear. And I was actually talking about this in my dark feminine session of my Not Your Betty course, but we were talking about how society fears women who are single and society fears LGBTQ plus folks who know themselves, who are standing in their power and who are authentic Society also sees that as fearful, right? Society fears anyone who knows their power and who knows who they are, who doesn't have to follow the status quo in order to get validation or worth about who they are. And that is such a powerful place to live and a powerful place to exist. But it also comes with a lot of self-judgment and even a lot of external judgment, right? Like not having kids, not wanting kids, not being married, not having a house. These things are becoming more and more common, but they're also more and more feared because it's seen as a challenge to the patriarchy. It's seen as a challenge to society. And even when you think or, you know, think about Roe v. Wade and what happened with that being overturned and how that lady, I'm like totally blanking on her name, but how she was like, this is a victory for white lives. Like they are literally threatened 
and struggling with the idea that we aren't having babies or that white people and white families aren't having babies. And that's a challenge to the workforce in this country, right? They're not able to have followers or have people who can serve as a as a working class population if those people aren't being born. And if our population is declining, then who's going to hold up this country? And who is going to make the top 1% the top 1%, right? So like, as much as you can say, oh, it's fluff, or it's just there, like, people just say that they fear single women or society fears single women to boost their own ego or to make themselves feel better. Like, no, it's actually straight up true. And we're seeing that and we're seeing that fear play out in real life and in real time. So of course, there's going to be judgment that comes your way. Of course, people are brainwashed into thinking that there's only one way of living life. And of course, all of that messaging that you're getting from media, from people around you, from social media, from people, you know, online, from your family, from the time you've been raised, ongoing to now, like we get so many messages about that, that even if you personally don't agree or consciously have a different way of life in mind or that you prefer, it still gets to you from time to time. And we all have those shadows. And it's so okay if you're going through that now, or if you've gone through that before, like this, it's normal. It's a normal effect of the society that we live in to feel like you are behind or to feel like you're not good enough or to feel like you are searching for validation in these ways that don't even make sense to you anymore. But I also want to talk about how these mindsets and these external and even internal pressures affect the way that we make decisions because I've been finding myself in the middle of making some really big decisions for quite some time now and I'm finally getting to the place where even though I'm not ready to pull the trigger on anything um, because there's just a lot of planning involved in these decisions that I'm making, I'm still getting closer and closer to taking all the action that I need to take in order for things to fall into place or in order for me to take the initiative to make things work out in the way that I want to. But at the same time, I feel such a push and pull between what I want and what I know to be safe and what I know to be something that's a more socially acceptable answer. And it's so funny because my whole life, my whole childhood, I knew I was destined for something different. I never wanted to be married straight from college. I never wanted to settle down and have a family. I never wanted to live in the suburbs. And, you know, those things come and go. Like I definitely saw myself having kids one day and maybe that's still something that'll happen. But for the most part, that's not a major priority for me right now at all. And the more that time goes by, the more that I'm like, well, I'm getting older and older, but it still hasn't become a priority for me. And it maybe it never will. And I'm okay with that, you know. But even though I consciously knew that I was probably going to pursue a more non-traditional career path or just a non-traditional life path in general, I still feel like the older I get, the more that security and safety matters, right? And obviously, that's because I've gone through a lot in my life and I've had to save myself from a lot of difficult situations. But at the same time, I know there's that part of me that craves something different. And it's been really difficult for me to 
piece things together in a way that bridges my intuition and the needs of my inner child along with this side of myself who's been through a lot of difficult things and who's been so grateful to have like an emergency fund and all these things that are not as fun but are more practical right and I only bring that up to say that our need for validation has so much to do with the decisions that we make and it's so important to analyze those from time to time. And I know a lot of the people listening are like overthinkers and overanalyzers. So also know yourself when it comes to how much you actually need to analyze things before taking action. But looking at what you get validation from and understanding that and just knowing yourself and being honest with yourself about where that validation comes from makes it so much easier to understand why you make certain decisions or why you struggle with making other decisions. And while I do believe in my worth so much, and it's been a very long and intentional process to get to this place, I still know that some of my external validation comes from not even certain people around me, but just from this idea of what my parents value and me comparing myself to that in my head. It's not like I'm worried about what my partner is going to say about my business. He's never been anything but supportive. It's not like I'm worried about what my friends are going to think because they have been so supportive and we're all so different and we love each other for our differences and our similarities. Like we don't feel like we have to be a homogenous group or make the same decisions. And I love that about my friend group and all of my individual friends as well, you know, and I support them and they support me. I'm not worried about my boss because I've come to a place where I realize that I don't have to be the best at what I do in my day job because it is just my day job. And I used to think that being the best in every possible area of my life was going to get me somewhere. And all that ever did was burn me out. So it's not like I try not to be good and I still am very successful at all the things that I'm doing but I've taken that internal pressure off of myself to be the best and to need my identity to wrap around the idea that I'm always the best in any job that I do. I've let go of that because it's not a form of validation that I need anymore but what I am still struggling with letting go of is this idea of what my parents and my family think of as success. And I've really internalized that because I've wanted to be successful for so long. And there was a part, a a long period of time where they believed I was extremely successful and they bragged about me all the time, whether it was through college and through my jobs that I had at college and how well I was doing at school or even after landing my first, you know, career role and, and how proud that made everyone. And then slowly as I started my business, that started to make everyone proud at the beginning. And then the values didn't keep aligning, right? The the things that I was doing and the direction that I wanted to take my business in and the spiritual perspective and the spirituality that I include in my business was not something that my family was behind. And so then it became this secret, right? That I was holding from them, but also that they were able to find out about and that that they then wanted to keep from my other family or family friends. And it all became this thing that was wrapped in a lot of shame and wrapped in a lot of embarrassment. And instead of it 
instead of my business or um, my success or my kind of windy path to growing those things, all of a sudden it became wrapped in shame and in guilt and in secrecy. And that put such a damper on things mentally that it was really hard for me to look at what I was creating from a growth mindset. And instead, it just made me feel ashamed of everything that I was doing and the place that I was coming from. So the reason that I say all this and mention all this is because the more that you are aware of those things that you're comparing yourself to, those ideas, those concepts, those possible selves that you have in mind that you either are fulfilling or not fulfilling or that are ideas that you hold for yourself or ideas that other people hold for you, the more that you're able to get a good grasp on what those voices are, what those senses of self are and where they're coming from, the more that you can start to make decisions and feel good about them without being covered in guilt and in shame right? And again, none of this is an easy process, but I've never said healing is easy. And for all of you who've been healing for years now, you also know that it's not easy, right? Like we can all agree on that. But this has been something that has helped me in so many ways, and that I'm continuing to implement in my healing journey. As I navigate finding myself again and and creating success without this layer of shame being cloaked over everything that I do. So with all of that being said, the announcement that I did want to make is that I am going to be taking a small break from my podcast, um, really just for the rest of July and August, and then maybe, and then I will start my um, podcast back up in September. I'm not sure exactly which week or which day in September I'll start uploading again, but I am going to be out of town for my friend's wedding at the end of July. My partner is traveling because his grandfather recently passed away um, a couple of weeks ago. And so we've been, you know, focusing on some family stuff and he's going to be, you know, traveling um, at the start of August. So that means just that I'm doing a few more things at home and have some other, you know, errands and just a lot of other things that I need to do before then and during that time. Um, and like I said, a big part of my life has been needing to be really present in all these phases and all these parts of my life. And I feel like working on daily social media content and my full-time job and my social life and my self-care that I need for myself and everything else that I'm doing behind the scenes for my business is just getting to a point where I need a break from something or some part of it. And right now that is the podcast, but I'm not taking a break from my business. I'm still going to be coaching people. I'm still actually planning on putting out more workshops so that as a group, everyone can get together and join in and build a bigger community. I feel like Black Sheep and South Asian women have so much in common. And yet I feel a little hypocritical about it because I haven't actually done anything to bring the two groups or the two communities together. And so in my mind, I've been wanting to create a lot of workshops and things like that that are on the affordable side that a lot more people can join so that we can start creating a community around people who struggle with the same things, even if their identities or how they identify is radically different. And that is what is so beautiful about the community that I've been creating and the people that I work with 
and the online space is that we can take a look at these deeper parts of ourselves and identify through our life experiences and use that to bring ourselves together rather than just focusing on these things that are surface level, right? And that's been a huge dream and a way that I've been able to pivot my business that really inspires me. And so I want more time to be able to build things like that out during this break. I also am going to be recording different solo episodes and a couple of guest episodes during this break. And I do believe that Recording a lot of things in advance and then having more time to upload them and post everything and create the teasers for it is going to be a lot easier on my body than what I've been doing now, which is getting inspired, creating an episode, then editing it and putting it out there and doing that in more in the moment rather than in a way that's pre-planned. So whenever I do have setbacks in terms of time or, you know, things that come up, I'm able to work around it better because I already have things pre-recorded than, you know, just doing everything week by week or month by month. You know what I mean? And obviously, I know a lot of these things sound, you know, pretty basic, like it's not that foreign of a concept to batch content. And I already do that with all of my social media. But with these podcasts, it's hard to like batch four hours worth of content all in one day because I really work off of my intuition and the messages that I'm guided to share and my life experiences and what that brings up for me. That's how I create these episodes, right? I get these certain ideas and I record what is coming up for me or, you know, things that I've helped clients with recently. And all of that ends up coming up organically. So while I could sit there and record hours of something in one day without having some form of inspiration behind it or something that comes through that feels valuable enough to share, it just feels kind of like a waste of time, right? So giving myself a couple of months to record things as they come up and have that stockpile of content will help me through my second season of this podcast. Also, I've taken a month-long break from my podcast when I injured both my arms last year. But other than that, since like the start of 2020, I actually haven't taken any sort of long-term break from this podcast. And so now after being at a full-time job for six months and a lot of life really like taking up a lot of my time, um, it's been really important for me to just allow my priorities to shift a little bit and to be okay with that and to not guilt myself for it or shame myself for it or force myself to work 24-7 because I already have experienced that that's just not sustainable for me, right? And I'm reintroducing this ability to love and respect the growth process and my growth mindset around my business instead of focusing on how I need to be this successful right now and I have to sacrifice myself for it right now because that's ultimately not going to be for the best anyway. And I like to lead by example. I don't like to tell you things or explain, you know, a, a ways of healing or ways of living your life and then not exemplify those as well, right? I can't tell you to rest when I'm burnt out. I can't tell you to take care of yourself and to love yourself and to have grace and self-compassion with yourself when I'm not allowing myself to do the same. And so I really hope that you understand that that's why I'm taking this break. But regardless, I will be back in September. And also, since I'm still 
sharing content on my social media. I'm not really going anywhere, but if you only listen to my podcast, then please find me on TikTok or Instagram. Or if you're not a social media person, then just find me on my email list. Um, I've been pre-recording or pre-writing all of my email list content as well so that I can stay consistent on that note. And if you're not someone who's into social media, I normally share things that are a little bit more personal that I normally don't open up about on social media through my email list. And I only send about um, one email a week. Sometimes I actually only send two emails a month. So um, I try not to like overload your inbox or, you know, send things every day, but I also always share any workshops, any new offerings, any discounts I have in my email list first, um, just because those are the people who've truly supported me through the years and who are very close to my heart. So um, that's how you can find me and you can still book coaching sessions with me or tarot readings with me. So I'll link all of my services and offerings down below and all of my social media links as well. So you can definitely connect with me in uh, multiple different ways before I um, return back to the podcast in September. And also, if you have a business, if you work with other South Asian folks, or you have a business that you think aligns with my business or with my audience or you know, you feel like there would be an overlap between what I'm sharing and what you provide, I would love to hear from you if you would like to have an ad on my podcast. I'm like opening myself up to so many new ways of creating and growing. And I really do want to collaborate or connect with more of you who are out there. So if you have a business or you think that we would be aligned in doing something together, please reach out to me. My email address is hello at bettygrewup.com. I, I can also leave that in the show notes as well. And let me know if you have anything in mind, if you want to place an ad, or if you have a group coaching program or something that you'd like me to host a workshop in. I'd love to do that. I've been just loving workshops and loving working with groups of people or with small communities and more and more as much as I love one-on-one -on -one work and I will always continue to do one-on-one -on -one work. I've also been called with spending more time with just small groups of people or tight-knit communities and that has really been speaking to my soul because I can see the validation that you find within one another when I'm working with groups of clients or the the amount of healing work and just camaraderie that we're able to have in these groups is so different than any kind of social experience you get in the real world, right? You don't talk with your coworkers about like your healing journey most of the time and you don't often get to speak with your family about it. And sometimes you have friends who understand and sometimes you don't, right? But it always helps to have more people who are aligned with you who are going through the same thing and being able to see how much that impacts people and also being on the other side of it and having joined a lot of group sessions in the past, some where there were so many people that I didn't get to know anyone and some where we were so tight knit and so close that those relationships still carry on today. Being able to experience both sides of it has been really beautiful and that's why I feel so called to that kind of work lately. 
But regardless of whether you want to sign up as a client one-on-one with self-worth coaching or with my long-term tarot sessions, or whether you want an email tarot reading, or you want to sign up for my three-month coaching program, like I am still here for you. I am still working with people and with clients, and I definitely want to continue making room for clients and workshops. And that really is ultimately where my heart lies. So um, I do love this podcast and I want to be, again, present for everything I share here. So that is my announcement. Um, I am a little bit sad because I miss sharing here so much. But like I said, during this break, I am going to allow myself to record as many things as come up in as many episodes as I feel inspired to record. And I think doing that in a way without having the pressure to upload things immediately is what my heart really desires right now. So I'm granting myself that space. But I hope that you find another way to connect with me if you only listen to this podcast. Um, If you want to find out more about me, my story, what I do, what I offer, you can visit my website, www.bettygrewup.com. Again, everything will be linked in the show notes. And with all of that being said, I hope that you enjoy your summer. I hope that you make time to stay present and to enjoy your life as well. And I love you so, so very much. I will speak with you in September and I just miss you already. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me for another episode of Is It Worth It? If you've been enjoying this episode and think it would be helpful for others, please make sure that you rate and review the podcast. It really helps me so, so much in supporting the podcast and helping it reach new audiences. And if you are able to write a review and email me a screenshot at hello at betigrewup.com, you'll be able to receive 10% off of any of my single session services. So that includes single session self-worth coaching and single session tarot readings. All links to my other content, my services are all going to be in the show notes below. Thank you again so, so much. I deeply appreciate your listenership and I hope you have a beautiful day ahead.